The following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Mexi Mind Matters. We are on 106, and we're going to discuss my recent trip to Alaska. Yes, the 49th state, the last frontier, as some people like to call it. Alaska, you know, it going into my Alaska marathon, well, as it was called, the Humpy, Humpy's Marathon. I didn't know much, I wasn't expecting much out of Alaska. Having recently gone to Montana and realizing that Montana is definitely one of the races and states I do not want to do or live in, um, I was thinking Alaska would be worse. Like, it'd be colder. I looked up the the weather. It was supposed to rain all four days I was going to be in the vicinity. But 50s and 60s, you know, maybe it was going to be good racing condition. So I packed accordingly. Obviously took my rain jacket and sweatpants. But it, it, and that's that's the worst part when you when you travel is if like Alaska had it was at least two flights, two or three flights. So I flew Columbus, Atlanta, Atlanta, Seattle, Seattle, Anchorage. I usually don't fly. Hitting the opposite way just to go, you know, back to where you were coming from on the second flight. But it was $300 cheaper. So, I allowed it. So, I flew to Atlanta. And Atlanta, Seattle. I had eight hours to kill in Seattle. It was my first time visiting the, the Emerald City. That was, a, I had a blast. So, I could see myself living in Seattle. Like, it's it's got... Warm weather, and rain, it supposedly it rains all the time, which it, it didn't rain in Seattle when I was there. But hey, I used to live in London, and London's basically the same thing. So, I mean, I'm, I'm used to that. Um, and I went up the Space Needle. That was fun. Uh, took some good pictures. Uh, Seattle was playing Minnesota uh, preseason NFL. I got to uh, experience some of the crazy... The 12th man, the 12th uh, man, or whatever they called themselves. It was fun. I saw a a Seattle Seahawks fan dressed as as the Joker, which was kind of, you know, hilarious. But, uh, yeah, overall good time in Seattle. Uh, Went to the market uh, also. Transportation is pretty easy uh, to get around the city. The light rail takes you straight downtown from the airport. 
Now, the airport's kind of in between Seattle and Tacoma. I wish I would have had a little bit more time to visit uh, Marathon Maniacs and their headquarters down in Tacoma. Uh, I tried to meet up with uh, Super Sabrina, who is from the area, but she was not going to be in town. We were texting back and forth. She is one of the crazy maniacs. She's ran over 250 marathons and, um, you know, way faster than I am. So I was asking her for advice regarding my heel, uh, telling her about upcoming races. Turns out we're going to run into each other both in Chicago because she's from the Chicago area and we'll be doing that race and also at the Quadzilla if I come back and do that uh, over Thanksgiving weekend. That, for those who don't know, who have not, you know, been tuning in, the Quadzilla is basically four marathons in four days over Thanksgiving weekend. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday being the official Seattle Marathon. So, um, yeah, got got on the plane to Anchorage, and basically, uh, when I landed, it was kind of pitch black. You know, uh, it looked like a little town. I took an Uber to the hostel. The hostel was pretty nice. Uh, I actually was able to find one for females that, um, you know, since the name Alex goes Alex goes both ways, they actually thought I was a female. Um, they didn't say anything and they're like, well, you're a dude. Well, yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry that for the confusion, but I'm pretty sure I, I fill it out correctly. And I mean, the rooms of eight bunk beds were full, but the first night I had two girls in there and then the second night I had, had uh, two more and yeah, pretty cheap, pretty decent, uh, price, uh, to sleep there. And then they had their own rules and regulations. You had to take your shoes off outside, which is kind of weird, but Hey, whatever. And after a decent night's sleep, um, you know, it wasn't really jet lag, but you know, you got to sleep. I had to go to get my race, my, uh, race packet downtown at the convention center. Uh, Anchorage had bus systems. So I was going to take the bus and actually the hostel was right next to a, a very, uh, mom and pop, uh, diner. So I had breakfast there. It was pretty, pretty decent. Um, and there were stuffed bears and, and moose everywhere, which I thought was kind of, you know, funny. So after eating a diner, I went to get take the bus, got on the bus, and I knew the bus would take cash. So, okay, so I had a 20 on me, and they're like, oh, it's exact change. I'm like, uh, you don't have change? It's like, well, you would have to go to McDonald's across the street to get change and wait for the next bus. I'm like, what? All right, fine, whatever. You don't take card, you want exact change, sure. So I get off the bus and get exact change at the McDonald's and look at the next bus when it's supposed to come. Because it was a Saturday, it was going to show up an hour later. I'm like, I'm not waiting out a whole entire hour just to get on the fucking bus. So I used an Uber to go downtown. Um, a lot of Ubers, a lot of people in Anchorage double as an Uber or an Uber or Lyft driver. It's insane. I basically got around town using Uber. And they're decently cheap, between 8 and 12 bucks a pop. And with no traffic, you know, you get there quickly. So I got to, you know, the convention center. Uh, they had this thing where you had to, like, get stickers at every expo they had. And then to enter a drawing, I'm like, sure, why not? So I collected all those, entered the drawing. I'm like, even if I win, the stuff you're going to give me, like, I can't use. Like, the coupons for, like, stuff that I'm never coming back to Anchorage. Oh, well, whatever, you know, you may still win, we'll call you, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but Jeff Galloway was there. For those who don't know, he is a famous runner. 
He gave a speech uh, during the what they called the pasta dinner at 2.30 in the afternoon. I'm sorry, but that is not a pasta dinner. That is a lunch. So, but, you know, he was talking about, you know, his books. Um, met him, took pictures. He was actually doing the the uh, ultra. He was going to run, walk the ultra. Which, that's the only thing about Jeff Galloway I don't really agree with is his whole concept of run, walking. Uh, to me, walking would only happen if I was doing a trail marathon and, you know, there was a lot of hills. And it would not be run, walking the whole entire time. But that's what him and his wife do. And um, basically... They had different races the, the weekend because it was called the Anchorage Run Fest. So they had a 5K, a 10K, a half marathon, the full marathon I was doing, and a, 50, and a 49K. Not exactly a 50K. So they had the medals on display. And I'm like, man, I should have done the bigger medal. But oh, well, I, I wasn't going to do a 49K. All I need is a marathon in a different state. No big deal. So... Um, after that, I went, you know, sightseeing, you know, saw some, some, went on a nature walk, went by, uh, by the trail we were going to run. Uh, Alaska, okay, let me say this. Now, the girl from the hostel that was running it was from Ohio, from Westville, Ohio, and she goes to Anchorage every summer. And she says she loves it better than Ohio because she's really into hiking. Then why would you not just stay there permanently? That's what I don't understand. Like I get that, a lot. I would if I was into hiking and I wanted to hike the biggest mountains and go see wonders of the world. I would definitely go to Alaska, but I would not live there. Like Ohio, you could do hiking in Ohio. You could do hiking in any state. We Ohio is not far from the you know the Appalachian Mountains or the Smoky Mountains. I mean, you could hike close to Ohio. If you really wanted to. My big thing is I'm more of a city person. So Anchorage, mm, while I was not, you know, I didn't think it was a shitty place to go to. I, I would prefer living in, if I had to choose between Anchorage and Montana, I would, oh, Alaska and Montana, I would pick Alaska. And their main, and I was asking the locals, their main concern is not the, it wasn't the cold. Because they were telling me it gets a negative 20 Fahrenheit in the winter. And I'm like, wait, Ohio gets negative 20 Fahrenheit too with the wind chill. They're like, yeah, it, it, there's no wind in Alaska. There's hardly any unless it's a storm. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, yeah. our main complaint is the darkness. So they have like a lot of light in the summer and then darkness in the winter. And I guess that would be an issue. Uh, the I think sunrise when I was there was 5 a.m. And then sunset was like close to 10 p.m. It's insane. But hey. But again, not too much to do for my liking. I'm more, like I said, more of a city person. New York City, excellent. LA, excellent. Seattle, I can totally see myself living in Seattle. Well, but, you know, as far as the race goes, uh, it used to be called uh, Moose's Tooth Marathon, and now and it was called now Humpy's Marathon. Moose's Tooth apparently is a famous pizza place that's up there. I thought it had more of a, you know, moose-like meaning, but no. Just the sponsor of the race. Uh, Humpy's is the local uh, bar up there that sponsored the race. And they were famously known for their fish and chips. 
So I said, oh, oh, oh. somebody from London, uh, I know what fish and chips taste like. Let, let, let's taste these bad boys. So I went there, had fish and chips, you know, before the race on Saturday. It, it was pretty good. Not the best fish and chips I've had, but pretty good. So, like I said, it, like I mentioned, it was supposed to rain all for all day, all three days I was going to be there. It did not. It only started raining on my way back to the hostel on Saturday afternoon, or Saturday night. And then Sunday, it was forecast to rain. I'm like, oh shit. All right, I guess I'm going to wear my rain jacket. It started raining. It wasn't raining in the morning of the race. It started raining about a mile into it. It was a slight light drizzle, so no big deal. But then it kept getting into a hard, turning into a hard drizzle and then flipping back and forth between a light drizzle and a heavy drizzle. And so it was, um, yeah, it was, uh, it basically rained the entire race. And I don't like when that happens because when it rains the entire race, uh, eventually I get soaked. Even though I was wearing my rain jacket, I'm sweating, I'm basically soaked, carrying more weight. So, and with my heel, it, my heel was fine for, because I saw the doctor Friday before I left. But I was getting pain everywhere else. So, like, that, my right knee started giving me issues and then my left calf my left ankle and so I decided to slow down because I was averaging about 11 minute miles the first half of the race so I slowed down finishing about close to 6 hours metal was orange and ugh, it was alright then uh hey state number 36 was done so went to back to the hostel changed uh and my flight came was coming back 9.50pm from Anchorage Landed in Seattle about 2 in the morning at uh, 6 a.m. I'm on the flight to Detroit and then got to Columbus from Detroit about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And, hey, straight to work. I had to put in nine hours because, hey, I was going to Paris later Wednesday night for Arthur's wedding. But that would be discussed at a later podcast. Believe you me. Anyways, so... People always, well, I work with always like, did you seriously just land? I'm like, yeah. Aren't you jet lagged? Aren't you tired? I'm like, well, jet lagged, no. Tired? Yeah, kind of. Like, I didn't sleep on the plane to Seattle on the way back. I slept on the plane to Detroit, the plane to Columbus. Uh, but I didn't want to sleep because I had to catch up on Game of Thrones while at the airport in Seattle. Had to watch SummerSlam. You know, catch that. You know. See what the what the deal is with all this uh, things I've been hearing. Uh, could watch the whole thing because obviously shit hits the fan with WWE, and that's why they that's why they've kind of lost me as a fan. Like I I I, st- I flat out stopped watching it, and just because it was SummerSlam and it's a big event, I I, mean, I, I was curious. Hey, let's see what's going on. No, still dog shit. Sorry. Uh, Game of Thrones, Ballers was watching all that. Uh, also, Queenie asked me to bring her back these mugs from Starbucks. And apparently, she collects them. And they're mugs. Each mug has a different state on it. And I realized, well, you could just order all of them at once. You could do, well, no, it's not the same thing, you know. Uh, you're supposed to get them when, you, when you're there. I'm like, okay, all right, great. Luckily, Seattle has... You could have told me this the first time in Seattle when I was there eight hours. But the second time, luckily... 
There's only two places open in the airport at 2 in the morning in Seattle. One was Qdobas, and they served a breakfast burrito. No idea they did that. And Starbucks, of course. So I got her, you know, the mug, and uh, apparently she collects them. Yay. So, overall, Alaska was a fun trip. I would definitely go again and spend more time and kind of hike, but I do not see myself living in Alaska. Definitely better than Montana, hands down. Or Idaho, for that matter. Because I drove through Idaho. Wyoming, uh, maybe. Possibly. But I did meet, the people I met, there was a few, like, half-fanatics that I met in Alaska. And they, oh, when they found out, I was, oh, I've done the Major Six. I'm a titanium-level maniac. Uh, I'm the Columbus ambassador. It's like, oh, let's take pictures. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, I'm not... I'm not that big of a celebrity. If you don't want to take pictures with maniacs you meet, fine. So, uh, met, met some cool uh, half-fanatics that get excited. The half-fanatics always get excited when they meet maniacs who, who've run insane amount of races. I'm like, you don't have to just stay in the half-fanatics club. You could be a marathon maniac. One of them was actually in, trying to qualify to be a marathon maniac. I'm like, you just need two marathons in two weeks. Well, there's not that many marathons in Alaska. I'm like, uh, and you can't travel to Seattle? I mean, I'm pretty sure travel one, I'm pretty sure one trip to Seattle from Anchorage for the Quadzilla would take care of your marathon maniac status. I'm pretty sure that's how that works. Oh, uh, well, we'll see. Uh, uh, okay, why not? Uh, yeah. Whatever. The other thing I wanted to discuss before we, we, we wrap this up uh, you know, we're trying to get smaller podcasts here so that we keep people in the loop of what's going on and kind of keep people interest peaked because we don't want to blab for like two, three, four hours. So the Montana marathon I did, the race director kept emailing me and it was going to my junk mail. And it seems there were some discrepancies because one of the volunteers, like a fucktard, was not did not record or write down bib numbers for people who were doing the turnaround. And I'm like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Well, you know, we need to make sure you did the turnaround. I'm like, uh, the turnaround was all the way at mile 19 and a half. Uh, clearly, the turnaround happened because I remember seeing a car and like kind of nobody there. And did the turnaround and somebody kind of yelled, like, hey, what's your bib number? And I'm like, uh, I told them, but I'm like, couldn't see who that was. And I, I mean, I knew it was at 19.5 and basically I just took care of it. But if your race relies on volunteers doing their fucking job and not actually having chips and timing mats, what does, what does, really? It's like, yeah, well, I can't pull up the results until I verify everything. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I don't give two shits. I finished it over five hours. Like, what does it matter? Well, uh, do you remember what happened? I'm like, yes, I had to give him a freaking uh, play-by-play of, of how I did the turnaround. And I'm like, um, I have pictures of me doing the turnaround. So, here. Here you go. Oh, well, thank you. Okay, well, yeah, thanks. Uh, for... Apparently, there was like two or three more other people that also did not do the... Well... There was no written sheet of paper with their bid number. I'm like, really? A written sheet of sheet of paper with people's bid numbers is what you're doing to justify 
people having done a turnaround. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Oh, I, I, well, I want to make sure the integrity rate stays, you know, you know, upheld and, and you know, I don't want anybody cutting. I'm like, nobody's cutting and nobody would cut like that, that ridiculous race. Like the turnaround literally is you're around people. There's no fucking way you would have not done a turnaround. So yeah, it happened and I provide, had to provide proof and Jesus Christ. Just, just the, the, the stupidity of people sometimes, I swear. If you are running an event, just get some bibs with, with chips, and it's not that hard. Will you tell me Montana doesn't have chips for bibs? I'm sure you run an, a successful event, and you can afford that kind of, you know, that kind of stuff for races. But anyways, no big deal. Provide the proof. We'll see if he can contact the other people who um, don't have the notes, uh, but it will impact me because I, I, like I said, I found out that out of 4,300 people, only about 1292 have officially finished all 50 states. There's, I'll be 64 from Ohio when I do that. And I'll be the very first Mexican. No other Mexican has done a marathon in all 50 states. So, and they only allow two of them to count as, you can only use two for, you know, if they don't have a website for results, you you can only use two of the 50 races with, uh, you know, with uh, the proof of a bib and a medal. So I have more, I think I have six that didn't have race results. So I had to like basically do some digging and ask them, hey, do you guys have a website or not? Uh, yes or no? And... Some of them do some and send me the results. Some didn't, so I still have to basically possibly redo a few states. Um, the closest ones to me are Kentucky and Alabama because I think the other ones were uh, Louisiana uh, and Arkansas. But um, obviously, Arkansas—they were updating the website, so they don't have the results. Louisiana, I may have to use that one with the medal and the, and the bib option because they don't have a results page. So, uh, we'll have to see. And then all the other ones, I do believe uh, I have rep websites, you know, race results, and you can use also finisher cards. I have all that. So, that should be fine. But the website doesn't tell you who's trying to get to the 50 states. So, I don't know if there's somebody else out there that's Mexican from Mexico who's trying to do 50 states. If he gets there before I do, it'll be very frustrating. Because I want to at least get there, and hopefully by next July, I can do so. July 4th, 2018. The one. Well, anyways, that's the, the summary for the Alaska trip. Hope you enjoyed the, the podcast. We're kind of shortening it up today. Uh, check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes, Mind Matters. Snapchat, at SuperMex. Facebook, Alex Ferrari, K the Mexican. Super, Super Asshole Mex on Twitter. YouTube channel, SuperMex. And just send us your comments, messages, and everything. As always, we will have more podcasts in the future. We'll definitely discuss the DX Wedding 2. But until then, see you guys. As always, where there's a Mexican, there's a way.